Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. Today, an interview for you with Nick Gemmel and myself. And the topic is what women want, what guys want from our perspective, from our um, experiences. Uh, yeah, I think it's very important to to talk about it. And Nick kept posting things in that direction on Facebook. Um, so we decided to make an episode about it and uh, steer up some shit <laughs> or clear up some confusion because I feel there's lots of uh, mixed messages out there and um, it is just me and my perspective as a female. Of course, we're not generalizing or yes, we are because it's fun and uh, but we are aware that not every female thinks like I do and not every man thinks like uh, Nick does. But um, yeah, we thought it was a fun uh, topic to talk about. And um, yeah, let's let's dive into this. Nick, um, you've been married. We know that from episode number one with you. And um, you maybe dated before you were um, married or are maybe dating now um is there like do you notice any changes um in dating when it came to your let's say 20s or teens to now what what would you say is the biggest difference no uh, and that's that's very interesting and thanks for having me on the show again this is great mm -hmm. and i would i didn't date too much before I got married, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, um, and uh, what I had had for relationships before that were very, um, yeah, one was very toxic. One was very toxic. And, uh, and that would have been a, the longest, the longest term one It'd be a, almost two years, I think we were together. And, uh, but that was very toxic. But the differences I would say now in dating again is it's just easy to throw away relationships now. And I say that in, in the meaning of with the swipe mentality, um, it's just easy to go on to the next. And in order to build a connection, <laughs> we need time. And we need to be able to see each other. But when it's so easy that the next best thing comes across in your profile, that, uh, that it's just so easy just to go on to the next one. Mm -hmm. And when something's not going our way, <laughs> especially, you know, it would, like is definitely hard to begin with. And now with the COVID bullshit, we're, we're forced to be distant a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so takes a lot of work so much work and with the swipe mentality man it's especially you know if your partner or someone you want to pursue is you know hundreds of kilometers away well it's not going to work out very well when you can swipe the next person that's 20 kilometers away and you think that that's the next best thing so i i feel that's one of the harder things that's happening right now is just the swipe mentality is The left, right, it's not uh, it's not helping the situation at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and 
I feel even people who wouldn't have used Tinder or other apps before COVID now got maybe curious or so frustrated that they got into that like game or mentality too. And yeah, it is more and more people who like the the quick and fast and, and easy um, and then, but not so much depth um, is there. And yeah. it's harming us both like both sides right um yeah absolutely the the instant gratification we'll say right like where someone you know a little bit better looking that we think right comes across and we're like yeah this is great where you actually had a connection with the other person and you totally discarded it for yeah. a physical attraction that you think in your mind is going to be able to <laughs> be be your future partner right you haven't even sparked a conversation with them yet or yeah. her and uh yeah it's just amazing but <laughs> so hard yeah so now if we look into what what people want what would you think is the number one thing that women are communicating they want and is there sometimes a situation where you feel confused where you feel like well, she communicated this to me very clearly. And now all of a sudden she wants something else. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I've had quite a few, mm -hmm. quite a few that wanted or that was open to being very honest. And my, my whole thing and what I teach people and especially men is to yeah say your feelings and and be <laughs> but it can cause a lot of problems when uh, when people say they want that especially like when women say they want that but then they don't know how to process it they've never you know they haven't had a lot of men open up to them and then they get frightened um, when you're starting to tell them why you why something that that they they did you know rather than just um the typical anger or the typical you know snarky comments you know that they would get from from other men now it's like hey that made me feel this that made me it's hard to process when you're not used to it and so that was that i would say that was a big thing And dating now, um, when women say that they want a relationship, and it goes back to the swipe right, swipe left, you get into it, and they just wanted a good time. And it's just so easy, you know, <laughs> so easy to move on. Yeah. And uh, no, that's so that's, that's happened uh, more than once, more than once. So it's very tough, but I've been guilty of it as well, because that's just the mentality of it. And I'm not, well, I'm not holding any blame, <laughs> but it, it is very hard when you, when you get into something and you feel like, yes, this could be a relationship, but then a week later, oh, I'm just not ready to be committed. I'm not ready to be in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. What? What? And this whole polyamorous, yeah, that's what it's called, right? The polyamorous thing. Like you find out like two weeks into spending time with somebody that that's their thing. Uh, where did that come from? Like, 
how is this a thing right yeah yeah <laughs> like i i think i i have to withhold my opinion when it comes to poly polyamory because uh, i would upset too many people <laughs> but um i i like what i see or understand when you say um this is that I like I don't know you well but I saw you or I know your story a little bit that you rose and are now a very clear open-hearted and minded person who communicates and that's so freaking scary when you meet someone who from the outside looks like she has it all together but all of a sudden like you you know like oh my god he's gonna cut through my bullshit And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Of course, she's going to pick the next best guy who she knows he's going to fuck her brains out, sorry to say that, and not touch her wounds yeah. in any way. Um, so that's the only thing I want to add to what you just said. It has nothing to do with you. Well, yes, it has something with uh, to do with you. Yeah. You challenge people too much. And um, No, Absolutely. <laughs> and I feel I feel the woman the woman that is gonna be able to to communicate back and to be open with you is not gonna be on Tinder because on Tinder it's sorry to judge but it's mainly people um, who want to stay in their like little shell and not open up but still connect and still have the physicality and um, wow and then I think. Like for you guys, it's so unfair because now you think or feel like I'm open and communicative and that's what a woman, what women want. And now women freak out and are like, oh no, we're not ready for this. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so it's a very... Yeah. No, yeah. sorry. Oh, it's just very, yeah, that part of it is very hard. And so I'm very upfront personally with, you know, even starting a when I start to converse with somebody, like, this is the way I am. And, and it may be a problem. <laughs> I'll just put it right out, right? I, like, this might be a problem for this reason, but I'd like to pursue and see, right? Mm -hmm. Especially you find, I find so many people that are so many women that um, call themselves, we'll say for lack of a better word, woke or aware. Um, but then once you spend one-on-one -on -one time with them, it's a complete train wreck. Yeah. You know, not all of them, but it can be like, there's so many demons that people have nowadays. And, and that's cool because they're actually aware of it, but, they it's not dealing with it in a positive way <laughs> in a yeah. lot of ways and uh, going back to calling out in in uh, the bullshit it's very hard right so when you're dating how do you like I don't want to coach anybody that's um and I'm not perfect by any means I I still fall into these patterns habits behaviors but I catch myself mm -hmm. and I try to <laughs> try to get out of it but a lot of a lot of women you know call themselves woke or um or awakened we'll say and but they're they're dealing with a lot of trauma mm -hmm. a lot of trauma 
but just not in a, a positive mindset where it's still a lot of a lot of past trauma is coming out and you know and it just doesn't work for a relationship mm-hmm. so it's definitely a work in progress yeah for sure yeah but it's very hard you know when people say that they're they're ready to, you know they don't disclose that they're not ready to date mm-hmm. and uh but then you get two, three, four weeks in, and then all of a sudden you get that drop bomb dropped on you. Oh, yeah, I'm just not ready to commit, or um, I'm, you know, like, oh my god. Okay, well, we, I thought we had this conversation earlier, but maybe we yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And um, what would you say is the number one thing that girls or women? like need to know about what men want is there something like did you notice like a red line where you thought no no we actually want this but you girls think we don't want it or you girls think we want this but we don't really want this is there something that you notice yeah so there's a couple different um ways to take that question and after coaching men now for over a year you see a lot of a lot of patterns habits and behaviors that come out of these and a lot of discussions from those patterns habits and behaviors and a lot of it i'm just going to go back to the men again like in taking accountability is they don't know what the fuck they want they don't mm-hmm. they don't even know they've never asked them the question like what do i actually want and a lot of times when you start doing that You know, because we got guys that are going through divorces, we got or um, potential divorces, we got guys that are going through uh, midlife, hey, like, do I actually want to be married to my wife deals, but they've never asked themselves these questions before. And now they get to so then they can start asking better questions to their spouses. Mm -hmm. So this, if you asked me six months ago, I would have a different answer. Mm -hmm. But what I see you know, from my development and the other men in in the program's development is they want a woman that, you know, they want a woman that A, takes care of them, B, is empowered for the family, and they want her to take care of him. So what does that look like in an empowered you know, women's society, and you speak about a lot about that, where (laughs) we were brought up in the homemaker, homemaker system of the the mom stay or the the wife stays at home, and takes care of the kids. But I find like, that's what a lot of the men still want, because that's what they know, like, especially, you know, anyone that's 40 and above, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. That's what you know. That's what you, that's what a lot of us know. (laughs) And, and I think uh, inside, like, that's what we're longing for. And that's what you want. But how do you get that when a woman is works 80 hours a week, when you still have two kids that are being raised by whoever, (laughs) and you're gone working for weeks, months at a time? Mm -hmm. How do you get that? Like, so that is the definite struggle. And now 
when you're so that's if you're in a marriage but now if you're dating how do you communicate that yeah to these you know so for empowered women that are that have a career that have their own their own ideas on what uh, success looks like when we're still part of the old system mm-hmm. because that's what we know and as hard, as hard as you can try to dissect that and change that it's still there I feel oh totally like that whole discussion about empowered women I feel the empowered woman that we see now is the woman that is still wounded and that feels like she needs to be masculine she has to be in a masculine role in order to survive in society And those women are not, I'm very careful how I formulate that, but they're not capable to play the feminine role in a relationship. Yet they want the man who protects them and who cares for them. In deep inside, they need that, but they don't want to show that because that would be weak. In my eyes, the true empowered woman is a hardworking woman girl she is there for her community for her family um, for her girlfriends but she has that nurturing that openness that receiving energy and not the oh i got tits and a vagina but i can lift like a man i can work like a man because that woman might look very sexy but internally she is so at war with femininity that when a guy comes in and wants that role from her, she's going to run away. She's going to make you feel so weak and silly because you challenge her again. And I find it so hard. Like I had an interview with a girl and I never posted it because she got so aggressive with me because she didn't understand that she, she, I was scared of her. Like she said, okay, you're empowering men. So what about all these women who are still not getting an equal job and equal payment and stuff? And I said, yeah, well, that's a different problem, though. And you're not going to solve it in uh, in becoming a man as a woman. And I see your guys struggle so well. But I still have troubles to get through to women because they see me as um the weak little feminine girl who is too lazy to get out into the corporate world or something, you know, they, I, I irritate them so much. That's why I'm doing my work on, on the guy side now and want to tell you guys, Hey, you're doing the right thing. And it is up to us women now to grow as well um, because we're falling behind. We, we lost our femininity and it's sad for all people included. So we yeah, have to and what, what, that. No, and what do you see happen in those relationships when the women rise? And a lot of times in if you are if you are married, the, where that happens, where the women starts rising, starts being more powerful in the ways you just described. Mm-hmm. Now the man crumbles because he is not strong enough to be able to deal with what the hell is going on. 
yeah. and not having the the tools to be able to discuss like what is that war that's happening like and it is it's a mental war between yeah. the spouse the two spouses like oh my god like okay you feel especially nowadays when especially if you have a man that is meant or that's worked away all his life and worked out in the trenches and did all of that cool stuff and now there is no work and so he's at home <laughs> and now the woman is now working make, bringing in the money great but that man feels totally beaten down that man feels totally useless and mm -hmm. without being able to communicate that in a positive way that breakdown of that marriage is going to happen so fast and oh. it might not it might take years but it, it the breakdown will happen fast oh. and it's so hard to do mm -hmm. no i see it i can i notice that and wow like to have a di discussion with a wounded woman is uh Like, I don't know what it is. They're so quick with their words. They're so quick with their assumptions. And as a man, you can be put in a corner, like being a macho or being a, oh yeah, you want me to cook and, you know, massage your feet at night, but that's not who I am. They they don't get the, yeah, it's hard to to communicate to them. I totally understand your suffering and I'm still struggling with that too. Um, what is a solution to that? I think keep talking about it, keep, keep disclosing it and point out situations like that. Um, because I can see how a man would totally feel like powerless and, and demasculated or castrated. And what is there left to do? Like, It's kind of a dead end street or road and yeah. Yeah. No. And, and going back to the dating, what you have now, um, <laughs> I've seen this lots where you have women that are divorced and have kids. Like there isn't too many women that are above 30, 35 that have no kids, but are single. Yeah, right. <laughs> But they yeah. they have kids, yeah. they're single, and um, they are in a place. So for their children, so for a man to step into that, that, now you're carrying, the woman is carrying such a high masculine energy to try to, to bring that to the kids that you're fighting that 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 dichotomy between what she wants to be what she feels she wants to be but now she doesn't even realize that she is carrying that masculine energy and now you're trying to break through that wall to get to the femininity behind it mm -hmm. and it's there it's it's so there but we we have to put these masks on to be strong for our kids you know mm -hmm. i'm talking for the women and you are it's just as a man coming into that is very hard. So, mm -hmm. you know, as, as loving and caring as you think you are, you have this wall that's been put up and it's very hard to break down and mm -hmm. it's very hard to connect to somebody that's playing both roles. Mm -hmm. So I found that as a, 
is another huge um, step in the dating game of single moms for sure. Yeah, I can see that. And like in women's defense, it's so tough to switch roles and it's so tough in our society because femininity is not really praised. Like just as much as men, you really have to fight and to know, no, the way I feel is valuable and I'm going to express myself and it's good. For us women, yeah, we were trained now too to feel less and to work harder and to, yeah, become kind of that unisex human that takes out polarity. You know, sex is suffering. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk about sex during COVID, um, but I feel it was before COVID already that when you don't have that polarity, when you have two masculine energies, it's um, very tough to create sensuality. Um, and now as a woman, it's so tough to, yeah, let down your guards again and to um, allow the man uh, to be the man and to, yeah, it's okay that he holds the door or that he helps you into the <laughs> jacket. No, this little subtle things where you know a woman doesn't feel threatened. A woman wants you to protect her and wants to feel safe. And yeah, she can lift her weights in the gym, but she still wants the man to be the man, right? And we have to bring that back into society. And I just don't know how. It's, uh, it's a huge uh, muddy battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's... Yeah, it's definitely hard, but I, I think just talking about it more, maybe somebody somewhere can pick up, pick up the idea that they can do both. Like, yeah. like you, you have to know how to shut it off. Like you said, like, especially the woman who is carrying both, both energies. Well, like, how do you shut it off and how do you become aware? Well, I, I personally think it's like meditation has helped me so much and be able to disconnect facts yeah. from the feelings that are around me. Yeah. And uh, I, that's just one way, but like being aware on a constant basis of how you are showing up yeah. is huge, is huge. Like what, what are the words coming out of your, out of your mouth? Are they self-defeating? Are they, are they demeaning? If somebody said that to you, do you, would you take that as demeaning, right? Like maybe don't come at somebody that way, like your spouse, you know, or partner and, and just be aware of what's happening around you. Like it's so easy. And yeah, after 17 years of marriage came crashing down, right? Like, man, there's so much that I'd like to do differently, but mm -hmm. That's why I'm very excited about the next, well, 40 some years, right? Because you get to take all of these lessons and be able to apply them. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be a very exciting uh, journey. And um, I know you're going to pick wisely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about is, um, so in my family, I observed the guys who are very aggressive and suppressed women, 
in return, women were passive aggressive and castrating them on a energetical level, so to say. So when you make a man feel that he has no use, he is not of any use to, to the family. It's what I've learned the worst you can do to a man in return. Now, when I dated and I was conscious about how I treated my boyfriend, if I made him feel I need him, I want him. And, um, those, those, like that kind of energy, it was like, holy, I'm going to do everything for you um, because that's, that's how I want to feel. That's the person I want to be in a woman's life, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything about women that you noticed where they say or act as if they are totally independent, but you can see that they want to feel safe. They want to be, feel protected. Have you been in situations like that where the words were absolutely not matching what you like the body language, for instance? Oh, yeah, huge, huge. And it usually shows up. Um, I get lots of messages where women are abused or they want to leave a relationship. So there's that as well, but that's what sparked me of, you were describing that before of being beat down. Um, and it's very, it's just so hard to see, like, but, oh, where was I going with that? Yeah, that happened. That, it just, so I just wanted to touch on that because before, you know, to fit it in this show, because it really hurts me when women are in those relationships. But then I see two months later, they're still with that same person where they've reached out to me and asked me, well, what do you think? Why do you, why does he do this? And why, why is this right? Well, we all know, but it's hard to process that we can't change the other person for sure. Um, and that does tie into, what you were talking about where they say something that they want, but they totally different. Mm -hmm. Like the results are totally different. So they say they don't want this abusive relationship, but then they stay. And that's a whole, there's a whole other can of worms, but is it really though? Because mm -hmm. they say they want something different, but then it's always the same thing. Well, he's going to change. He's going to do this well, what do you actually like about him in the first place? Like, what was it that actually, right? Like, yeah, he, he bought you some flowers and made you smile. And then you're now you're together for six months and now he beat the crap out of you. Mm -hmm. Well, if you actually looked at the, at the relationship, well, there was obviously signs that something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Right. There was something going on. And now I'm not bulking everything into, um, and I'm not justifying it, it by any means. What I want to talk, what, what do, I want, I would like to address is why is that though? So why actually reach out to someone and say you want something different? Mm -hmm. But then you, it's the yeah, you know, 
I don't see not, see or hear nothing for, you know, two weeks or a month. And all of a sudden it's a loving post of, uh, of this couple together. Mm-hmm. It just, it hurts me so bad to see. What I've observed and learned is that when we pick our partners, of course you have the, the physical, the spiritual finances, uh, whatnot, you know, but then there's a whole deeper level of like the way you were raised, your relation with your opposite sex caregiver. So in your case, your mom, in her case, her dad. And if she is, I don't know that person, but if she is with a person who deep, deep down makes her feel like she felt when she was five and she had a good relationship with her daddy, then this is so much stronger than if you beautiful person come along and like basically live, oh, with me, you'd be safe. I would never treat you bad. We have money, we have fun, blah, blah, blah. This is good for a couple of weeks. But then again, her deep, enrooted longing for her daddy <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so weird is is gonna come up again and she's gonna look at you and and see that you're weak you you're not you don't have that aggression and this is actually what reminds her of you know feeling as the the little girl back then and that's what i've learned i i don't say this is a fact but that's way stronger than what you got to offer. And it's, yeah. you can't overrule it until that person decides to do it. And I suggest to you to keep distance to people who, who are in and out hot and cold because they are not like clear with themselves and they're going to drag you in and you have such a big heart. You're so empathetic that it's totally going to mess you up. Mm -hmm. Oh, I <laughs> personally, yeah, that's happened a few times. Yeah, exactly. Where I've, uh, I get sucked into the, that same, I want to help people as well, but I'm attracted to it. Be and it goes, you said the little girl, but that's my little boy doing the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, so it, it, causing, and that's why I love this. That's why I love talking about this. I love, I love the coaching that I do is because I'm learning just the same as everybody else. Yeah. And it, it, trying to act like you're on a pedestal doesn't happen with this guy anymore. There is no ego. <laughs> so I screw up more often than not, yeah. but I'm able to be aware that this stuff is happening. So Cause, yeah, because when you get, especially when you get messages of women that, um, you know, because there is something attractive about a man that's that's that speaks out the way I do and in some ways and I'm finding I didn't know but <laughs> apparently so I do get lots uh, a fair bit of messages of, of women but then you'll get the in that same conversation you'll get oh I'm in this shitty relationship and blah 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 I try to be helpful but then not be flirty so <laughs> it's very tough very tough yeah and you have a lot to of the women are yeah are very attractive right and yeah. that's not what i want so 
at all. I'm wanting, I'm wanting to speak to, so I'm wanting to speak to the guys so that they message me, which does happen, but not as much as, as women when they want to reach out. So, so yeah, it's very, yeah, there's a very fine line and I'm learning to find those boundaries. Um, because yeah, I get, I can get sucked in just like anybody else. Like this is, oh man, she would be so much cool to date and no like let's just keep this professional for sure yeah yeah. (laughs) and I'm not and I'm not yeah Uh, but it's so tough and I'm not afraid to say it either right like I am human and I am attracted to women it's just what it is so (laughs) yeah and like the the awesome like thing that we can start doing now as as very caring people is that we observe, okay, which part of me is attracted to that person now? Is it my caregiver, my rescue personality? Or is it my uterus? Yeah, is it my, my, <laughs> my masculine and my feminine parts that are really drawn to each other? And once you hack that, once you know, no, I'm not the caregiver, I'm not the rescuer of my future partner. I want my partner to be healthy and empowered to know how to, you know, heal situations, um, then you can be more selective. I had to learn that because I was just like you. I was like, oh my God, that, that guy needs me. Like he's in a toxic relationship. Like I have to, he's a savior, the angel. And it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. No, no. <gasps> Not, not at all. Not at all. And it's, and even when you do start into a relationship, um, if you are for the people that are listening, like a lot of them are coming aware of their actions and everything else, but they fall, they might fall into the same patterns and habits that we did where you're, you're not meant to coach or help your partner. Like you, yeah. you do it by your actions. The more action that you do, your partner will see those and maybe start to implement some of them into your life. So yeah. if, whether it's journaling, whether it's uh, meditation, um, yeah, so many different tools that you start using. Yeah. If you're around your partner long enough and you just go ahead and do it, like yeah. don't, uh, my, my advice is not to push it on them at all, yeah. at all. Yeah just do it just do the work that you've been doing that's got you to the place where you feel good about yourself yeah and then your partner might take it up themselves and be able to have and then you can start having that conversation but i you know (laughs) this happens lots where we teach it we teach the guys to um yeah be very like I, i alluded to before was be very honest with their partners well it has to be read. meditate or journal you telling them or yeah, I'll go ahead and say, telling them you telling them they should do something. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're going to push away from it. And then they're going to make fun of you for doing it. It's just the way that it is. If they're yeah. not in that place. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then if we start that whole cycle where we started this conversation right? we yeah. came full circle where, now we're, you know, getting, getting beat down by our partners and 
that's we're not even realizing that we're doing it mm. oh it's so unconscious nick we're coming to an end here i feel like we could talk about this for seven more hours is there anything like a message that you would like to send out to women when it comes to dating and and finding a partner or like having a healthy relationship with a man Yeah, yeah, for for women, I would suggest I would suggest thing what it's like to be needed again. I just see what that like just sit and feel what that would be even if you are the most powerful woman on earth and you know, you're a Fortune 500 company CEO just feel what it's like to be needed by someone. Like when you were a little girl, like you described Aurora, like feel what that is and how can you implement that into your relationship and how can you communicate that to your partner? Because I feel that would be massive, okay. massive. Okay. You can go and produce, you can go and you can go and be a badass bitch, but like feel what it is to be wanted and communicate that to your partner. Yeah. And then on the men's side, on the men's side, feel what it's like to be a fucking animal again. Like go and lift some heavy shit or go and and chop down a fucking tree and run around in the bush naked and just feel what it's like to be a man again. Like just primal. Just feel what that is and communicate that feeling to your partner. And how you can get that in, how you can maybe incorporate that primalness into your relationship. Mm. Like two huge things that we need to be wanted and to feel like we're a badass motherfucker. Like, and that's different for everybody. That, that feeling is different for everybody, right? So take that for what it's worth and kind of <laughs> manipulate that into what you need into your life. And what fulfills you, but in a nutshell, like that's what I feel that we're missing is just, yeah, just want to produce and just be badass. Yeah, man, that was a beautiful, beautiful ending. Uh, you totally nailed it. And um, yeah, I hope that message will be received. I know it will be received and we will take care of uh Yeah, distributing and sharing because that's exactly what we all need to hear. Um, yeah. No, oh, beautiful. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. I love it. No, thanks. Time. Yeah, no, thanks again for having me on. It was great. I always love these combos. They're awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this interview on the Borealis Experience podcast. Make sure to check out Nick Gamow and his Pipe Dream Solution podcast. And if you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to reach out to us on Facebook. Have a good rest of your day. And yeah, we will be out there very soon again. Thank you. Bye-bye.